episode 198. Let's go on a date. <laughs> Lunch date after. This is our last one in this mini series, Ephesians. And we got to celebrate. Oh, that also runs to eight. Dang. Ha, <laughs> you did it. I tricked you into rhyming. Mwahaha. <sighs> anyway, Witty and Gritty Podcast, episode 198. We're so close to 200. That's crazy town. Yes, you're here job. with Brooke and Farron. That was almost your after hours voice. Stop that. I am exhausted. If you've been listening to this series, yesterday was rough, but we're here today. A Dr. Pepper at 9.30 in the morning. It's fine. 10, 2, and 4 is what they advise, right? So well done. You're just ahead of the game at 9 o'clock. There you go. There you go. Okay. So we are closing out the book of Ephesians. Remember, your homework was, you've, I mean, you've read it. If you read chapter six, then you've read a whole nother book with us this year. Congratulations. That's a big deal. Yes. Go celebrate too. Lunch date with us. Come on. Hello. <laughs> yes, so we can't not use this section of verses. It's Ephesians. Yes. Armor of God. We've got to. Absolutely, because we are in battle every single day. Of every second. Yes. So it's nice to know that God equipped us with some armor. Very specific armor as well, which is great. Exactly. So what we are going to do, if you look at the whole section in your Bible, it's sectioned off called the whole armor of God. It's not the half armor of God. It's not a piece of the armor of God. It's it's all of it, which yeah, not, you need all of it. Not some. It's all. All. Okay. Oh. So verses 10 through 12 give us reasons why we need it. And verses 18, verse 18 is like, okay, now that you've got this, here's what you need to do. So make sure you do read through that whole section, mark it up, but we can, we'll hint at what those verses say. Okay. So we, like Brooke said, um, giving the outline of what comes before the armor of God, the list of the armor of God and how to make sure you're using it properly. Yeah. It makes sense when Sure, we could pull just the armor out of context, but we want to give you the why. Yes. Okay, exactly. so Farron's going to read 10 through 12 just for funsies. This doesn't count as our verses, guys, okay? Yes, this is just the context. Okay. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Okay, so we're not just suiting up to kill a man, kill a lion, kill a bear. This is something that is supernatural. So if we are battling something supernatural, we need to combat it with something supernatural. Therein lies the armor of God. And then we'll read that part in a second. But then at the end, verse 18, it says... Pray in the Spirit at all times, on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers and for all believers everywhere. So you're suiting up, but it also has that sense of unity, too, for all believers everywhere. So it's not just you suiting up going throughout your day. It's very clear that you are a part of a whole. Mm -hmm. So there's more than just one of you fighting against this, which community, unity, the big thing Ephesians is preaching about in the second half. We're all in one big army of God. Yes, I think the praying at all times piece is often left off when people talk about the armor of God. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that could be why you have faulty armor or your armor. I think of like, man, you know when you pull out a pair of shorts you haven't worn in a while and it's like dry rot. Yeah, the athletics it, or the elastic. Like, yes, like, like, like. swimsuits too. <laughs> and so I feel like... I can't wear these. Well, you shouldn't. <laughs> You uh, speak from experience. Uh, (laughs) Those things don't stay up. But praying at all times, I feel like 
aside from what this analogy, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. It's the maintenance of keeping your armor strong. Yeah. So um, you got to tend to it. Yeah. You can't, when you take your armor off, you don't just go toss it in your closet somewhere. You hang it up properly. You make sure it is clean. There's no holes in it. There's not a fault somewhere. And if there is, you repair it. So mm-hmm. it's a constant state of maintenance as well. Did you ever put some type of lather like on your soccer on your cleats? cleats to yep. keep them mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. cracking out? Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what I look at prayer as in this analogy. Yeah. So you know what? That's a good, ooh, I don't want to forget with tell, but remind me about cleats and tell when we get to it. Cleats and tell. Great. Okay. So we are going to read the armor of God. That's verses 13 through 17 in your Bible. So Farron's going to read the ESV and then I'm going to read the NLT. All right, so starting at 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which... You can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Okay, the NLT. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of of the devil. Put on the salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Man, do you ever, like right now as I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, we got to say this. Oh, we got to mention this. Oh, this is so good. I I do. Right now. I I kind of pause sometimes because I'm like, I hope they heard that. I'm thinking about how the brain processes for reading comprehension. I'm Mm -hmm. like... Okay, pause so it has time to recognize mm, Not me, that. I just blow through it. Sorry, everyone. No, no, no. Rewind 30 seconds and listen to it again. I'm sure some people, <laughs> like, turn up the playback speed on mine, so it's all good. Well, it's and we good. know that you could read this. I mean, this is a daily thing. Uh, I do like in verse, where does it say? Second half of verse 13, like, after you've put the armor on God and said, uh, armor of God, and God on it says, then after the battle, you will be standing firm. What mm-hmm. does that imply? It implies that you win. Yeah. And we work for an undefeated God, right? So we're going to win in the end. So with if we're taking just verse 13 as a truth, if you put on the armor of God, you will be standing firm in the end. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. Our church was doing a study at the beginning of the year, and it talked about how we're more than conquerors mm-hmm. in Christ. So I love that. It's not that you're just a conqueror, but you're even more than that. Yeah. Like No one stands a chance. Yeah. If I'm going to suit up, no one stands a chance. It's kind of like when you say infinity times infinity. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just infinite. This would be six pieces of armor that we're supposed to suit up every day before we go conquer the world, right? And we have a resource that dives deeper into this. It is our Armor of God 30-day Bible reading plan. We'll awesome. link it. Hooray, hooray. So if you want to walk through it, take your time, more than just 15 or 20 minutes here with us, which we hope you do then that's a great resource for you to dive into. Yes, but we'll give you the Cliff Notes version, but we think there will be yes. more growth and uh, sanctification if you go through it a bit slower and over more time. For sure, and often. All the time. Every day. All day. <laughs> All day. 
Oh, I can do this all day. <laughs> all right. So we have the belt of truth, mm-hmm. the body armor of righteousness, shoes. So I always, back in the day, I would skip over this verse because I didn't understand like the readiness of shoes. So when I switched to the NLT, I was like, oh, it's you have the peace of the gospel with you. Like, I know I can face the day because I know what's going to happen at the end. I know all the good things God's doing right now. I know what all he's done, he will do, and I can stay ready knowing that. The shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit, which I do want to point out, and we've pointed out before, the sword is the only thing that is attacking. It's the only offensive weapon, Yes, which I love because the sword of the spirit, that's the Bible. That's God's word, the Bible. So think of it as an extension of your arm, like a sword would be. Which is why... Slice, slice. <laughs> which is one of the many reasons why we've uh, shifted the podcast to books of the Bible, because that is your offensive weapon, is mm-hmm. God's word. So we want to equip you with the sword, um, along with all these other important pieces. But mm-hmm. that's why your pastors and all your Christian leaders always should be encouraging we, I know ours are to have you in the word, learning more about God's word, memorizing scripture, having that offensive tool, weapon to fight the enemy when needed. Yes. You got to do it yourself. Someone shouldn't be putting on your armor for you. You should be doing it yourself. Yes. Back in the day, I understand that people needed help putting their armor on. But this <laughs> is also metaphorical armor you can put your shoes on by yourself. You know what? That's a good point. My oldest, terrified of bugs, she's less terrified now. But, like, one time she was outside playing. We had the windows open. I could see her. But she was screaming bloody murder and staring at her hand. And I ran all the way to the door and to her. And there was an ant. She was staring at it. at And, like, right when I got there, it bit her. <laughs> and so I had to explain, like, I do swat bugs off of you. But you must be able to swat it off yourself because I'm not always going to be there. So mm-hmm. having other friends pray for you, knowing that you have... A friend that's really good at quoting the Bible nearby most times, <laughs> not to mention any names, Brooke. Uh, but you do, I like what you said, Brooke, that you got to also be equipped yourself. Mm-hmm. So you need your own sword because your friend with the super sharp big sword might not always be there. Well, and right that's that like side. saying, okay, Farron, um, tell me, will you tell, that's like having, dating a person and you never have met them. Like, you want a relationship with God, but you're hearing everything secondhand. You only go to church. You don't read your Bible by yourself. Mm. Or, I mean, you're not doing anything on your own. So you're hearing, you have a secondhand relationship. So if I'm constantly needing Farron to coach me up on what, what does God say about this, Farron? At some point, we need to hand the keys over and be like, no, 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 you're driving this thing, which is what we'll talk about in the tell part, because that's your job to be a good steward of the people you are over you got to teach them how to tie their own shoes. And I know that we have many other things to talk about, but you brought up one more thing that I want to be sure to share. Uh, One time at our church, the pastor was encouraging us to bring our Bibles and read from our Bibles and make notes and study our Bible. And he said, you know, I know that's my job. A lot of people put that on us as church leaders, but, um, you know, this is your eternity that you're basing this off of. And so wouldn't you want to have a direct... Uh, resource. Yeah, you've learned it for yourself. You've yeah. seen it for yourself. Instead of putting all of that all on a those human, eggs, yeah, on another human mm. who's flawed and a sinner. So, yeah. Okay. So when you are praying over the suit of armor, I think it would be a good idea. Like every day when you wake up before you leave, pray through the suit of armor so you're ready. 
and you're just aware of it. You're a little more mindful of it. So you can pray, am I suiting up daily? And how can I be intentional about that? So that could be, you just have the list of belt of truth, body of armor, or body armor of righteousness, shoes that are ready for the piece of, that have the piece of the gospel, shield of faith. You could have that written down somewhere. So as you're walking through your day, you're like, okay, truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, spirit. So that'd be a good checklist going out the door mm-hmm. or before the kids get out of the car. Um, I love that people pray with and for their kids, like in the car before they drop them off or in the house before they go to the bus. We haven't quite mm-hmm. got that into our morning routine. We're just trying to be there on time. <laughs> uh, baby steps, baby steps. But yeah, if there was a visual that you could hang up and just go through really quick with your kids, because here's the deal. If you leave off a piece of armor, metaphorically, but also in this spiritual But example, also if you are going into battle for real. Yeah. Wherever you have left off that piece, you're most vulnerable. Yeah. That'd be like showing up. You know the one time you don't wear shin guards to uh, soccer practice? Where are you going to get kicked the most? Yeah. In the shins. And sure, maybe you get kicked in the shins all the time. But if you have your shin guards on, you don't feel it as much or it's not as painful. But like you said... And when you're like, oh, the one time I forget it. No, it's not the. It's not that you're, you're just now getting hit there. You're constantly being hit there. Yeah. So. Or like you take your umbrella out of the car, and mm-hmm. then it rains. Mm-hmm. The one time your umbrella is right, which you all, just have it with you. Enneagram sixes are like, yes, that's why I always have my umbrella. I'm actually not <laughs> an umbrella person, but I thought that might resonate with non-soccer people. There you go. The yeah. soccer moms watching the game in the rain. Get a bubble. <laughs> Yes, and we can also see, based off of this armor, why it's all important. Belt, man, you got to have your pants up. Hey. (laughs) Body armor, if you don't have it, all of your internal organs are exposed. So, I mean, you you can see how we can weigh different things differently and how it's important. Absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't wear my shoes. Stepped on a thorn. Girl, you got thorns all in your shoes right now. You're walking over a briar patch. Oh, man. Anyway, so... Pray, am I suiting up daily? What am I forgetting? Because you might have everything on, and then you rush out the door, and you might not forget. Or you might forget, and then you're like, oh, dagnabbit. So pray, am I missing something? How can I be more intentional about not forgetting the one thing? Yes. And remember verse 18, it's not necessarily a piece of armor, but it is saying praying at all times, which is why pray is part of our read, pray, talk, tell. Mm -hmm. So hopefully if you're praying, you're already praying about praying. But if you're praying and it's been the first time in a couple weeks, it's okay to also pray to help have God help you pray more often. Yeah. (laughs) You can ask for those things. Okay. How are we going to do this with our community? So how can we equip each other with the armor of God? My shield's broken. Man, shield of faith. Have you ever been through a dry season spiritually and you're just like, Ugh. I wouldn't it be nice if your community rallied around you and they all held up shields around you? Mm-hmm. We talked about that a little bit last week, but yeah, sometimes it requires your community to use their faith shields. I'm picturing mm-hmm. them just standing in a yeah. circle around you to protect you from those flaming arrows. Well, and okay, like you said, Farron, sword of the spirit. So maybe someone is gifted with, they just can remember Bible verses better or it comes more naturally to them. Hey, yeah, here, borrow, borrow one of my swords. I got plenty. Yeah. So there, there are times where you're like, ooh, hey, do you know a verse for that? Or, yeah, okay. Or, hey, do you know how to, if it's helmet of salvation, 
all right, uh, how can I lead my kid to Christ? What are, what are some main highlights that I need to hit on to make sure that they know that they are saved? Okay, then you can walk them through that. So in a sense, you might have a whole closet full of armor. Absolutely. <laughs> and so you can share what you have. If you're trying to work on the sword of the spirit, which is the word, uh, that's our tell piece, right? You're sharing mm-hmm. the scripture and biblical wisdom with those you lead. Shield of faith, something I do when I'm encouraging my kids and I know that they can get through another hard time is I remind them of all the other hard times they've been through. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that is how you build up that shield of faith. Talking about the gospel of peace, when they're upset with the way of the world, it's just a reminder that this is not our home, right? We are yeah. living for um, life after death mm-hmm. and doing the best we can with here, but not trying to find peace necessarily with a perfect world because that's heaven and this yeah. is not heaven. Okay, so I'm thinking memory pegs right now. So that's one of our techniques in our free guide for you guys, 12 memorization methods to know your scripture better. So you could do memory pegs with your kids. Like if you, like you said, if your kid is having trouble with what someone else is telling them, like they're identifying with that truth instead of what the Bible says about them. I mean, you could just do your hands around your waist like a belt. Okay, that's the truth. Belt of truth. What does God say I am? Yes, I love that, especially for negative self-talk. So we can equip our kids by emphasizing the belt of truth. Like Brooke said, holding up what they just said to what scripture says, or just um, being logical. And one thing that we're working on a lot is everybody is better than me. Everybody is. Or Mm -hmm. today was the worst day ever. Really, out of all your days, it was the worst. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's capturing the thought, but then holding it up to the truth of scripture. Yeah. I also like that the body, it's the body armor of righteousness. So that makes me think of like pure, holy, doing the right thing. And it happens to be your body armor. So that, hey, teens and tweens and high schoolers being righteous with your body because it's a temple, mm-hmm. don't forget your body armor. It makes, <laughs> makes me think of 10 things I hate about you before the girl goes out with that boy and the dad makes her put on that pregnancy suit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, so we could switch that and Jesus it up a little bit and be like, do not forget your body armor tonight. Do not forget your body armor when you go with your friends on spring break. Do not forget that. Absolutely. And the last part of 18 speaks to that well, verse 18, where it says, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance. So kind of like leaving your umbrella at home when it's going to rain (laughs) or going to spring break and leaving your morals and values behind. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the devil is looking for those opportunities, those areas of weakness. So we want to encourage everybody that we Love and lead to always be equipped at all times. Mm. Ooh, Farron, that makes me think of another pray thing. Okay. What What is your weak part in your armor? Mm-hmm. You got because a it, in your armor? yeah, like what is? I mean, no one's no one's amazing at all of these on our own, right? Mm-hmm. So, where is my weak spot? Like, if you know your vice, if you do struggle with your body and what it's doing, or what you're putting in it, or what you're doing with it, pray for the body armor of righteousness specifically. Or if your kid is struggling in their faith or they haven't accepted Christ yet, you could pray that shield of faith over them. It reminds me of a knight's tale when he goes and sees the blacksmith about his Uh armor because it was too heavy. And anyways, Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe you have the pieces, but they could be better. Yeah, it wasn't for him. Oh, Oh, look at that. Everyone go watch (laughs) a knight's tale. 
Um, but yes, I don't know. I got so distracted. Yeah, picturing well, like that, that, that armor was not his. He needed his to. Own. He needed his own that fit him properly. So Ooh. one size does not fit all. Yeah, because everyone has different vices. Look at that. So yeah, sure, I can lend you one of the swords of the spirit that I have in my arsenal, but do you, are you forging your own right now? Like, what are we doing? What are you doing? You can't just borrow mine forever. I need a bag. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly I need more of these because that might be my weakness. I need all kinds of swords. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Wow. We could, we could do this all day. And we, it feels like we have. So remember, (laughs) if you want to go deeper, check out that resource, but also spend some time praying about it and rereading through it and we love it we think you're gonna love it yeah oh man okay so we're gonna have our new mini series when you come back next week stay tuned to see what it is oh surprises bye